All right, what is going on, you guys? Obviously, welcome into this Down to the Wire, Fumble Ruski, and Pesky Poll podcast special. Uh, I'm really glad to be on this special with all of these guys. Of course, joined alongside uh, the main man, Robert Shelley, Adam Wright, CJ, and Justin Hill. Uh, obviously, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. It's going to be a great episode. Uh, for anyone who doesn't follow me, uh, you can follow me on my Instagram, at down.tothewire on Instagram, for any updates regarding my show. I kind of do a very general sports talk, so if that is something you're interested in, I also do athlete interviews, so feel free to reach out to me on there if you have any interest, and, you know, go follow. All right, very nice, very nice. And, uh, Robert, I'm not, I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about when you mention uh, being the, the inventor of the fumble ruski. Oh, you know, I'm don't, pretty you don't... sure that I'm, I'm – I'm pretty sure you, – you helped. No, we'll, we'll put it no. that way. We sat in the middle of December in 2020. We sat – it was on December 9th when we when we launched. Yeah, we and sat we came up with the in name Zoom in November call hey. for hours, and it, the name popped to me, and I'm like, "That's got to be it." And you're like, eh, "I don't really know." I'm like, "Yes, that's the name." And it took like an hour of convincing you to convince you, know, you it was the name. You know, it's actually crazy. You look up Fumble Ruski podcast under uh, over over Google. We're the only thing that comes up. Exactly. So, like, actually, I made a, sure you guys are the only one with the name. It was a great <laughs> name. And yeah. it's not even like there are some like other podcast names that are like segment names for some bigger shows like on Fox Sports, like mm-hmm. Three and Out, Pick Six, or like First and Goal. Like all of that stuff is like that's you'll, too like, generic, though. You know, you'll, you'll find like ten different things. But Fumble yeah. Ruski podcast, we're the only ones, and we show exactly. up on like twenty different uh, platforms, including live right here, which we are right now. Also, and the let's name get of the on, let's get down podcast. to the content that's that we have for tonight. Uh, so we have a fun special planned for you guys tonight. We'll put in some we'll put in put in some final predictions for the Super Bowl. We'll talk about our favorite Super Bowl memories. We have our fan box segment, which we'll talk about later on, and you guys will find out what that is in a bit. Uh, but first, I believe Brian, you have some uh, prop bets to share for the for the Super Bowl. Yeah. So yeah. So obviously, Adam, uh, with the Super Bowl, there are, there are a ton of different. Uh, you know, obviously, people are very interested in you know things with the game. People are always going to say, "Oh, is Joe Burrow going to throw for however many yards? Is Cooper Cup going to have a touchdown?" But one thing that is always common with the Super Bowl, Adam, is that prop bets are always run rampant, and there are plenty of them across this Super Bowl. Uh, some of the classics, obviously, is uh, you know whether you believe or not the. The first one I'm going to start off with is I'm going to try to go in order, you know, as to the way the game goes. So, Adam and all you guys, do you believe that this that the, that the national anthem for the Super Bowl is going to be over or under two minutes? Oh God, who's who's doing it? Mm. Her, her name is Mickey. One. Her name is Mickey Guyton. Now, for the past, I believe eleven, uh, like I think eleven of the past twelve Super Bowls, it has been over two minutes. Including last year's too. So what happened last year was they had a they had a bunch of guys perform, and they even had a. But when they did it, they had a rehearsal just hours before, and there was a person outside the stadium who recorded and timed the the rehearsal. And Vegas had to take down the prop bet entirely because it was essentially kind of just like people then knew all the stats about it, so they had to take that down. So uh, the one thing people are saying is that while it has been uh, over for the past couple years. This singer apparently that that's going to be singing uh, apparently has a track record for singing the national anthem fairly quickly. So, uh, what what do you think? All right, how do we want to do this? Do we want to go around the world? 
Do the Fumble guys first and then us Fumble Ruski guys first. So uh, how about Justin? How about you? How about you go first? Will it be over or under two minutes? Over or under? <sighs> Will it be over or under? It'll be over. Mm. People want to people want to shine for their moment. It's, it's it's the Super Bowl. Come on now, like you have to you, you live it once in a life, especially performing. You never know if you're ever going to perform it again. This it's the fact. Yeah, absolutely, so bef- absolutely. Before I lay out my prediction, how what kind of sporting events has this other person sung the na- national anthem for? Because if they're uh, doing the Super Bowl, maybe they'll be a little nervous. Yeah, I mean they could be a little bit nervous, but at the same time, these are trained professionals, Adam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure, but. If they've never done the Super Bowl before, I mean that's the biggest event possible to, you know, do the national anthem. Uh, but I think I'm going to go over. Mm. I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to pick the over. I'm going to go with the crowd. CJ, let me preface this by saying I don't know diddly or squat about <laughs> singing. I do not know who this singer is. I don't know who many singers are. But that being said. I'm going to piggyback on what my man Justin said about how it's like you're moaning in the spotlight. You know, you got to be extra careful and enunciate a little better. I think it'll go over two minutes. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I'm saying 100% over two minutes, mainly kind of on what these guys have said, but also this is going to be very stereotypical, but I don't care. When women do the national anthem, they extend it out. They they really – extend out those long notes it's gonna be over two minutes no if it was a guy i'd probably say under but no it's over i'm i'm so we're gonna start off this first part of the prop bets by actually agreeing with all with each other i think that while mickey guyton does have a track record for singing uh for you know having a very uh, a long for having a very short national anthem it is the super bowl i think that she is gonna elongate it and it will be over two minutes and at least in my at least in my mind then uh, you know we usually right after the right after the national anthem. What do you have? Yeah, you got the coin toss. So the coin toss is in terms of betting odds, it is literally a 50-50 split. Both heads and tails are minus 105. So what do you? I mean, I hope that I, I don't think that this will be as uh, this this should be as similar. But wh- what do you guys think it's going to be? Heads or tails, Justin? It's going to be tails. Yeah, so, I think it's going to be tails, and and the one to one tails is going to be the Rams because the Rams have home field advantage. Mm. They're going to try to put up a way. Come on, it's the NFL. <laughs> yeah. Home field, what? Adam, what Adam, what you feeling? What am I feeling? So what is the – so I'm sorry. Heads, so it, head, heads or tails? Just heads or tails, Adam. Heads or tails. All right. Um, it's literally a 50-50 shot. The, 50, coin, is, <laughs> the coin is weighted. Is, it's a perfectly weighted coin. Come on. I, I kind of want to take these bets because yeah. if it's a 50-50 shot, I would take that. Yeah. Uh, let's, go with, let's go with heads. Okay. CJ. Heads. Matthew Slater demands I say this. Mm-hmm. I, I I was about to say the same thing. I, I as, as someone who knows, I'm a, I'm a big Matthew Slater fan. He came and spoke at, at the school. I took a selfie with the man. I, I'm going to go heads as well. Tails never fails, boys. Tails that, never uh, fails. That saying, is, it, that saying is so old at this point. I, I'm sorry. I don't care. When it's tails at the Super Bowl, I'm going to call you and I'm going to laugh at you. Okay, Costa? You, you can go nuts. I'm just saying what I what I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be heads, just knowing, just knowing the odds. All right? That could, de- that could be taken in a very sexual way, too. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one about that. Stop. But whatever. All right. Following tails never that, fails. Following that, though, uh, the, the, the next thing in order – Will the opening kickoff be a touchback? 
whoever's the kick whoever's the kicker is he gonna it, whether it's Evan McPherson or whether it's Matt Gay are they just gonna bomb that thing out of the back of the end zone or, or are they gonna let are they gonna let the teams take it out? They're gonna let the teams take it out. It's, yeah, it's happened like you have to start a Super Bowl for the person running. That's the that's the joy of it. Like to start things off, it has to you run off. Okay, I'm I'm gonna go with uh, I'm actually gonna go with they're gonna it's gonna be a touchback. Okay. Now. If you're the Super Bowl, you know, you're in the Super Bowl, you're feeling a little bit jittery. You don't want to let up a big play. You don't want on, Devin like, Hester again. One. Oh, yeah, you don't want to get Hestered, which is why I think they're just going to play it safe and go with a touchback. Okay. I, I, I agree. I think that it's going to be a touchback as well. Rob, what are you feeling? It's it's going to be kicked five yards into the end zone, but the whoever's kick returning for whatever team isn't going to take it. It's just going to let it bounce. Okay, so okay, so you're kind of going middle of the route. You you think that they could take it out, but they're not going to. Yeah, it's going to be touchback. Okay, so Adam, th- this this is one that I think that you guys, as a mem- as members of the Fumble Ruski podcast, obviously will will appreciate. Will there be a fumble lost in the game? Hmm. Fumble lost in the game. I, yeah. Uh, sorry, jo- Justin Hill, you start. Oh, uh, you you can go, Adam. I don't care. And you and me, all right. Uh, and do you yeah. think? And if it's going to be lost, you think it's going to be in the first half or the second half? Ooh, so this is like this is like a two-part bet here. Yep. So I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with yes, there will be a fumble. Both both teams have history have uh, have track records of fu- of turnovers, although uh, interceptions granted. But you know that uh, with with the state of that Bengals offensive line, you never know. So I would go with I'm gonna go with yes, and it'll be in the second half. Okay. For me, I think there's gonna be an interception. Or a fumble late in the fourth quarter, and that's going to decide on who wins the game. All right, I I think if there's going to be a fumble, I think it's going to be early because I think I, that'll probably just be part of teams kind of getting you know kind of getting the the kinks out, kind of getting all like you know everything kind of set up. I think that if there is going to be a fumble loss, I think it'll be early in the game. I think that these teams are disciplined enough that they're not going to be trying to give it up in the second half of the game. I think that you could see. Not exactly rustiness, but I think people might just be a little too ant, and you could see some stuff go sideways in that first half. But I think in the second half, they will buckle down. Now, obviously, we were talking about fumbles, talking about stuff like that. Uh, in terms of scoring, what do you think is going to happen? Hold on, hold on. See, hey, oh, and oh, I never sorry, 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 sorry. Wow, you're just skipping your turn by two. CJ, go. Go nuts, go nuts. Thanks, Robert. Appreciate you. So I have two words for you. Cam Akers. Yes, there will be a fumble. And I think it's going to happen in the second half, but like early third quarter. I was thinking the same exact thing. Cam Akers is going to fumble, but in the first half, and the fumble is going to be caused by none other than B.J. Hill. Okay. See, I disagree with the with fumbling in the first half. I completely understand the logic there, but I think we're looking at um, it's going to be a big, a much bigger stage. Uh, and the moments are going to be much more meaningful in the second half. And we have a lot of players who are playing in their first Super Bowl on both sides. And I think there's going to be some nerves. And we could see some players choking and, you know, getting like fumbling the ball away. <clears throat> Cam makers. And, <laughs> <laughs> and also, I'm makers. not, it's not that I don't think, uh, it's not that I don't think Joe Burrow can hang on to the ball. It's, it's the my mistrust is is in the is in the Bengals offensive line. Okay, yeah. All right, so obviously we we're talking a little bit a little bit about scoring. Uh obviously uh you were talking about people possibly choking in big moments. One of those areas could be down in the end zone. Do you guys think that there's going to be a safety in this game? 
No. I don't think so. Yeah? No. no. Safeties right. in general are rare, and um, I, I just don't think it's going to happen. No, All right. absolutely not. Also, I would love to try and restore order in the in uh, our answers. So, let, could we go back to doing like Justin, then me, then CJ, then Robert, then then yourself, Brian, just so that we can just so so that we can all answer and you know, uh, it'll, sure, it'll be sure. more organized rather sure. than a, just a chatter fest. All right, but do we? What's do you have one? your next? Do you have your I next got, one? I, yes, of course. I got one more, and it's basically just that. At the end of the game, obviously, whoever does win the Super Bowl, it's going to depend. And it's, you know, obviously this depends on, you know, whether the game does come, you know, i.e. down to the wire. Kind of have to shout myself out there a little bit. So, no pun obviously, intended. in the final minutes of the game, is is this going, when it's all coming down to the Super Bowl, people are going to be so pumped up and usually players want to celebrate with, want to celebrate with their coaches. Usually that involves the famous Gatorade shower. Now, the question I have for you guys for the final prop bet is what color of Gatorade will be used during the Gatorade shower? Wow. The, I like the, the, I like these prop bets. These are the this list, is a good segment. The list of favorites goes and now it it, it goes in this is the favorites in, in this order. It goes orange, none and 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 I'll explain why I'll explain why none is second. Blue, clear, yellow/green is the same odds. Red/pink is the same odds. And then finally, in last place, we have purple. Justin? It's going to be orange because that's the Bengals' yeah. color. I feel like with orange Gatorade, in my opinion, because I love orange Gatorade, including blue, I feel like orange Gatorade like, wakes you up more. Like, Indeed. Yeah, I think it's going to be orange. I, I, here, here's the thing, though. You, you would, you would like to think that, but apparently, apparently, over the past few years, it hasn't been as uh, orange Gatorade. Ha well, the color of the winning team hasn't been the color of the Gatorade that's been there. And this is something that I find interesting. Obviously, I said purple was in last place. The reason purple's nasty, but the re but something Come that's on, interesting. Man. Something I love that's grape. Something no. that's interesting about about purple being in last place, though, is the last time purple was used in, was in Super Bowl forty six ten years ago. So you're coming up on the 10-year anniversary of one of the last time purple Gatorade was used in the Super Bowl. So, Ooh, do you see a 10-year do you see a 10-year anniversary and and see a return in this game? I don't know. Mm -hmm. And then the reason none is there is that it kind of depends on where you guys think this game is going to come. So, say this game goes into o this game goes into OT or it does, you know, it, it is, you know, decided in the final minutes. There may not be enough time for a team to celebrate, you know, in a kind of like in a blowout win where you dump the gator on the when you dump the Gatorade on the coach. They might just rush the field in celebration if they win. You won't see the Gatorade dump. So that that's kind of depending on the game. So I'll I'll let you guys go around make your picks. Uh, I think you guys already kind of did do your picks a little bit. I know Justin talked about orange, but kind of just wrap this up and we'll uh we'll, I say we move on forward. CJ. All right. Oh uh, yeah, uh, I personally think the Gatorade color will be blue because blue in any shade blue is superior blue was, Gatorade. Blue was used last year, though. Just be aware of that. So, blue's will the they best repeat? Gatorade. Will they repeat it? Sure. Why not? It's the best. Bri Brian's getting into all the analytics and everything of of, uh, of Gatorade, which coloring. of Gatorade. It's very. He's saying that it's it's not good to uh, to pick the same Gatorade. Two times in a row because nah, that's that's bad why hat. that's bad why it's going to be red because red is the best flavor. All right, mm. orange best oh, flavor. Right. Nah, Justin, you don't know what in the world you're talking about. All right, that's like saying green's the best flavor. Mm -hmm. I don't trust anybody that says that. All right, next topic. 
I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go red to finish it off. But I agree. Let's go on to the next topic. All right, guys. So up next, we're going to talk about our favorite Super Bowl memories. I've we've touched on this in the fan box segment last week. We allowed our our listeners to share with us their Super Bowl memories. So we're gonna share ours coming up next. So don't go anywhere. You are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast. Welcome back. You're listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 and Fans Only Sports Network. In this collaboration between Robert Shelley's Pesky Poll podcast and Brian Costu's Down to the Wire podcast. Uh, so we so Super Bowl's coming up. Lots of iconic moments that have happened throughout its history, and lots of them that have that we've experienced that have inspired us as as football fans and as aspiring sports writers. So, guys, uh, let's go around the table here. We'll go the same. We'll go the same uh, order as we did with the prop bets. But what are our favorite Super Bowl memories? For me, my favorite Super Bowl memory has to be Super Bowl Forty Two. Why? Because it's the Giants, and I'm a Giants fan talking here. And it's not only because of that. I think, in my opinion, that's one of the greatest upsets in Super Bowl history. I don't care about this whole 1969 Joe Namath against the Annapolis Colts and all that, Broadway Joe. No, I'm talking about New York Giants versus Tom Brady's 16-0 team, choking in the Super Bowl, going up against a wild card team, by the way. David Tyree with the helmet catch. That doesn't get any better. Like, my dad wasn't even watching the Super Bowl until he heard everyone in the street yelling, hey, and he turns on the game. He sees the catch, and then he's, and next thing you know, Burns gets the touchdown, and just seeing, like, like not Tom Brady choke. In my opinion, Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time, as much as I love Tom Brady, but seeing him, like, the Patriots lose like that, like, that, that, that doesn't get any better. It has to be 42. And I understand I was maybe six at the time or whatever, I don't really remember, but in my eyes, seen before a Super Bowl memory that I've seen, it, it, it would have to be 51 seeing Patriots come back and all. But those are my favorite, too. All right. So picture this. The year is 2014. The Patriots mm. had not won a Super Bowl in 10 years. <laughs> and there were questions on whether or not Tom Brady could win the big game again. And... They start off two and two. The sky is falling. Tom Brady's Tom Brady is washed. It's over. Tom Brady's not going to play again in New England. Next thing you know, they rack off what is it, ten eight around. Or they they get hot, they get red hot. They wind up in the Super Bowl, and in the midst, it was also in the midst of Deflate Gate and everything, and there was that back and forth game. It was the. Uh, the 40, Super Bowl 49, it was the Seahawks versus the Patriots. It was a back and forth game to start. It was, you know, it was 14 nothing. It was 14 14 going into uh, going into half. Then the Seahawks take a ten uh, take a ten point lead, and in the fourth quarter we're like, uh oh, uh oh, looks like we're getting another year of another year another Super Bowl loss for Tom Brady, <laughs> and. Then they he leads this beautiful comeback. He wound up with what is it over three hundred around three hundred fifty yards, of four touchdown passes. He had two picks, but I mean, the the other stats kind of over overshadow all the other parts. And then they the Seahawks drive down a, a miracle 
catch by uh, Germ- by Jermaine Curse, where it just bounces off one leg, off one arm, off his helmet, and then just lands in his just lands, uh, just lands in his basket. And next thing you know, they're at the goal line. Wilson drops back, throws it, intercepted. Malcolm Butler, Patriots win the Super Bowl. That was. It was probably my, I, I believe that was my first year of like legitimately like following football, and that will go down as li- literally the greatest one of the greatest plays in Super Bowl history. In fact, I think it is the greatest because you know it was that one moment that defined the Super Bowl, or that defined that one game, and that is something that will go down as you know. That was that was awesome. That was literally the greatest Super Bowl of all time, in my opinion. Well, when I look at you know, as a Pats fan watching quite a few Super Bowls, I think of uh, the 2016-2017 season. Everyone's like, "Oh, Deflate Gate," which we now know to be false, but you know that's a story for another day. And uh, Brady suspended for four games. The Pats upset the Cardinals, who had been to the NFC Championship the previous season. They beat Miami with Garoppolo and Bursett. They upset Houston with Bursett. Then they lose a heartbreaker to the Bills, like 16-0. And then Brady comes back. And, and like, he goes 11-1 when, like, the remaining 12 games... We go into the playoffs, we beat Houston, we smack around Pittsburgh, and then all of a sudden, Atlanta's kicking our butt, and it's 28-3. to And then, we all know the story. The Falcons fans have to hear jokes about this on the internet every day. But, yeah, 28-3. They come back. I mean, I don't know how. Brady just wills his team to victory. And, you know, Julian Allen also making the best catch in Super Bowl history, but we don't talk about that. And then, of course, overtime, just the James White touchdown. I mean, that's just insane. Think about it this way. To go from, like, the lowest low to the highest high, and it go and or flip that if you're a Falcons fan, you know, you're beating the Patriots, you're on top of the world, and the next thing you know, you still don't have a Super Bowl because you choked. I watched that game in its entirety. I thought it by halftime, I thought it was over. When they opened up with that second touchdown, I was like, yeah, that's it. It's game. But no, 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 no. And this just shows why even like in his final seasons, like you could never, ever count out Tom Brady. Hmm. I'm going to keep my answer short and sweet. My favorite as a, per- as a Patriots fan was 28-3. to I think the favorite of everyone else is the Philly special. And I think probably one of the best moments of all time, like completely unbiased, was the James Harrison 100-yard pick six. I, I, I was honestly going to say that I was going to I was going to point out Super Bowl 53 as well. Uh, just as a game, that game was that game has so many amazing moments in it, whether you think of uh, Larry Fitzgerald breakaway touchdown, you think of the 43, 43. Hmm. Yeah, 53 you said 53. Pats Rams. What are you talking about? 
You said 53. It's Super oh, Bowl did I 43. I'm going to be referring to 53 in a second as well. So, obviously, Super Bowl 43, the heroics there by Larry Fitzgerald on the breakaway touchdown. Uh, you have the amazing throw to Santonio Holmes in the final seconds of the game. Uh, amazing stuff that happened in that game. And just, you know, completely unbiased. Again, that game just kind of just is like a st- like kind of an amazing standard to look at. But then, yeah, as a Patriots fan... I do look at Super Bowl 53. Now, obviously, it didn't have the glitz and glamour that 49 and 51 had for me as a Patriots fan, but watching that game, it felt like you were watching the it felt like you were watching the cover kind of come close on the book of the Patriots dynasty. And but it but it wasn't but it didn't feel like it was coming apart in a way that felt like it that kind of probably is the reality of how it did come apart where there was a lot of dysfunction towards the end and Brady and Belichick kind of fell apart. Uh, and weren't at and were kind of at odds towards the end. To me, that is where the Patriots dynasty, as we know it, kind of did end in that in that era. And obviously, it wasn't the most exciting game, but uh, still, whenever you needed Tom Brady down in that in that last second, he was able to get whatever I thought was you know left in him out of you know mm-hmm. out to connect with Rob Gronkowski and what we, and what we thought was going to be the final catch of his career. Obviously, Sony Michelle has the has the heroics in him from the goal line to punch it in and take it in. Uh, but I don't know. There, There's something just special about, about Super Bowl 53 where, obviously, I, I still look at the other games and I'm just like, those are objectively better games. And I, I will say I probably even favorite those games a little bit more. But just just looking at back on that game and and knowing that that was it, you could feel that 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 was going to be, like, the last one. I mean, you got some false hope the next season when you brought in A.B., and he did, and you know, you brought in some guys like that. It was like, oh shoot, they might be able to run it back, and you know, go and you know, win back to back, and then that's how it ends. But I remember watching that, and I was like, all right, it feels like this is gonna be it. Even though Super, even though that Super Bowl was the worst Super Bowl literally of all time. Yeah, yeah, I, that was that was that wasn't a very good Super Bowl. But in, in all honesty, in, ter- in terms of the game, no, it wasn't. I, I'm. It wasn't a good game, but like the just, story behind it, you mean? Just mm-hmm. knowing the story behind it, I remember watching the game. The, the last game, in my opinion, where Tom Brady played like himself in New England was that Kansas City Chiefs game, what uh, in the AFC Championship game. That mm-hmm. entire next season, Tom Brady never looked like himself, at least, at least according to the standard that we held Tom Brady to. So, I, all, although Tom Brady wasn't at his greatest, although uh, everything just wasn't you know, in sync for the Pats in that game. We still did hold that amazing Rams team, that amazing Rams team to only three points. So, yeah. You make an excellent point, man, because regarding with that game, it may have been the worst Super Bowl of all time, but essentially it was a great defensive game in my opinion. You have the yeah. Rams defense, the Patriots defense, that game. And like and like we said before, like Bray's last real game as a Patriot was, yeah, it was against the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game that, that year. And, I, and I'm in my opinion, that's one of the, like, my favorite Brady games of all time because here it is, yeah. you're going up against the MVP candidate Patrick Mahomes in Arrowhead, scrutiny weather, laser in Brady's eyes. I think you remember that and all. And to pull up like that, so when you're sixth Super Bowl in that same year, great. Yeah, well, you you guys all raise great points regarding fa- uh, favorite Super Bowl memories. Mine is going to stay Super Bowl 49. That Malcolm Butler interception was one of the great turning points in any game big deciding moment and it was the most exciting moment it was awesome but anyways we do have to move on so coming up next we're going to get into our super bowl predictions and we're going to cover this uh this upcoming super bowl super bowl 56 we'll get into that 
Uh, so don't go anywhere. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast. All right, guys. So we have covered our favorite Super Bowl memories. We've done some prop bets. Now we are on to our final predictions for Super Bowl 56. This is, it. you know, it all comes down to this. All of this coverage that we have all done over the entirety of this 2021 season. I remember like it was yesterday when we were, you know, predicting everything that was going to happen during the for uh, for the 2021 season during the preseason with Justin Tucker, who unfortunately is out tonight. But doesn't it literally um, just feel like yesterday too? Like like the NFL was doing like was doing the whole Super Bowl 50 ads. Like when they when they changed their logo to gold for the year and they were doing that whole initiative. I mean, we're already we're already six years past that. I mean, just the way that things have flown ever since. It's it's nuts. It's all it's it's really crazy. Time is starting to fly and it's it's just unbelievable. But anyways, we are going to get into our Super Bowl predictions. So give us your team pick and give us a score. Cincinnati Bengals. I have them winning by a field goal, but the score to answer your question, Adam, I say 28 to 25. 28 to 25. I have the Rams, and I know I've picked against the Bengals every week this postseason, but they kind of deserve it. They don't have the best offensive line, and that's not to say that I'm rooting against them. It's just to say that I don't think I don't love their chances makes them an underdog as just like I said last week when I was talking about them but I have the Rams winning this game there will be a lot of scoring but it won't be the it will be a very sloppy game I have 30 to 27 Rams I don't know what to think this is something I've wrestled with all week because I knew at one point I was going to have to say this on air I am getting, like, 2017-2018 Eagles vibes from this Bengals team. And everything in the world is telling me to pick against Cincy. I mean, look at that Rams team. They're better than them in every category. But you know what? They upset the one-seed Titans. They marched into Arrowhead and shocked the Chiefs. So you know what? Why not a Super Bowl win? It's going to be close. It's going to be a high-scoring game, and I also think it's going to be by a field goal, but put me down for a Cincinnati Bengals victory. Evan McPherson kicking the game winner, 38-35. Okay. I am going exact opposite of all of you. The Bengals are going to win 14-10. Each team having very few guys have Super Bowl experience are going to come out in the first half. They're going to play a little bit more conservative. So probably by half, we're going to see like a 7-3 to game. And that's not even an exaggeration. But my hot take has been and still remains. The Bengals' main offensive weapon will not be Jamar Chase. It will be CJ Who's Yamama. 150 receiving yards minimum. Call it. (laughs) All right, and I guess to close it out, I'll I'll give my prediction. So, I I I really want the Bengals to win this game. I do. I think that everyone inside, actually, I'm gonna say it. I think everyone in the country right now is is a Bengals fan because I don't think Rams fans exist. To be just to be honest with you, I don't <laughs> no, think that they. Ex- 
I mean, like, have you seen? Did you see the game? Like, did you, you see, see the that Super game? Bowl rally too? Oh my God! Yeah, they. Oh, all yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pathetic. There's no yeah. one there, so they couldn't I, even fit high school stands, let alone like a, a whole stadium. Exactly. So I think everyone in the nation basically is a Bengals fan right now. However, I, 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 while I do think that while I do think Sean McVay can be a little bit goofy at times, I think that he's actually a decent head coach. Zach Taylor, on the other hand, I think has been very lucky up to this point that he hasn't at, that he hasn't you know, cost the Bengals their season yet. I don't, I'm not really high on the whole Zach Taylor train. And I, obviously Sean McVay has been in this situation before. He's, he's obviously, you know, you guys have referred to it as the worst Super Bowl of all time. He doesn't forget that. He doesn't forget the fact that his team, which had one of the most high-flying offenses that year, only put up three points in, in the biggest game of the season. They had I Jared think, Goff. I, what do you expect? Well, well, that was a good there, season of Jared you, Goff, though. There hasn't been a good season of Jared Goff. You still, right? you still had that one. You, you still had good. You still had good weapons that year. Cooper so Cup just, was gone. Yeah. Their top weapon was their top weapons were Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods. And okay. you still had a good team. You still had a good offense around you, and you still had a good team. So, listen, I think McVay is going to know that, and I think he is going to have a chip on his shoulder in this game. I don't think that he's going to want this to happen again. And I think that I, – I also just think that since he's O-line is just going to show their woes and they're going to be able to get at Joe Burrow. I do think that the Bengals, in spite of Zach Taylor, though, are going to keep it a close game. My prediction is that it's going to be 27-23 to 23 Rams, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to come down to, like, the final – and it's going to be decided in the fourth quarter. Okay, first first of all, Justin, I know you wanted to say something, but yeah. first of all, you're talking about Zach Taylor like he's Mike McCarthy. Okay, you're talking like he has all this superstar power in front of him, yet the team needs to carry his fat, you know what, across the finish line. He relies on the superstar talent. That's not Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor could arguably be the reason why they're here. It's a no. mix of Burrow and Chase connection. It's a mix of Joe Mixon coming game. in. In the club, yeah, yeah. but when that good, hasn't happened, it's has Zach Taylor's good play calling. They've won in spite of him this Hell year. Oh no! Yes, they've won in spite of him. Obviously, the the thing, the other thing too, is that I I trust Burrow, I trust I trust Chase, I trust Higgins, I trust all those guys. They're still incredibly young, and I know Matthew Stafford doesn't have doesn't have a lot of winning experience either, though, because he was stuck in the hellhole that is Detroit for twelve years. So I understand that too, but. Just looking at this, I mean, I, I want the Bengals to win more than anything. But I also really want to see Matthew Stafford, you know, get have a championship. I, and I think that he's going to be fired up to do that, too. You have the connection with Cooper Cup. I think I think that Cooper Cup, since he's going to find a way to contain him for at least a decent portion of the game. But there's a chance like Julio Jones in Super Bowl 51. Obviously, it didn't end up it didn't end up coming to fruition, but. In certain situations, they were able to get him alone and were able to connect with him for big plays. That's how I see Cooper Cup in this game. But I think, but I think, but I think, unlike Super Bowl Fifty One, the Rams are going to have more opportunities to get to guys like OBJ. They're going to have, you know, obviously you were talking about Cam Akers fumbling. He's still going to be a part of that offense. There's going to be guys that are going to get involved with the tight end game too. So I think th I do think I have. So I'm gonna no, I don't think I do have the Rams taking this one. Well, regarding yeah. with this, well, 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 listen, let me, I won't think. Well, regarding with this game, this is one of the busted Rams. The Rams lose this Super Bowl. This is a terrible season. Why? Because the amount of acquisitions they've done throughout the season. Exactly. Training for Von Miller, for an example, getting Odell Beckham Jr. Like, this, this is, this is one of bust. You, well, they, they not only during the offseason, yep. hold up, they not only during the offseason traded all their asses for Matt Stafford, but you got guys like Von Miller on that team and Odell. Like, in my, in my, in my eyes, 
the Rams, they shouldn't even be in the Super Bowl. Everyone knows if the Buccaneers went to OT in that Rams, the Buccaneers game, the, the Buccaneers will be at this point. And everyone knows that Antoine Wingfield Jr. did not mess up that ball game. The, the Buccaneers will be in that game. Every, everyone knows it. But at the same exact time, I'm, I'm rooting for the Bengals. Why? Because Joe... Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for the Bengals, Justin. Yeah, no, I'm rooting for the Bengals. But I think the Rams are going to win. That, that's the thing with me. I'm Bengals all the first way. at the same time, Sean McVay, hey, he has made ridiculous calls throughout, oh, yeah. his, throughout his career. Like, look, for example, in the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 53, for example, calling all those timeouts. Like... You, you, I mean, just just, just look to the last game he played him with. Just look to the last game he 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 played him with all the challenges. I mean, indeed, indeed. By the same time, yes, the Rams do deserve where they are, but I think they're gonna blow it. And, and listen, I always I mean, say, I that, hope they do, but I, but <laughs> yeah, I just, no, 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 no question. But at the same time, I always say that the biggest Super Bowl fumble and upset of all time will be forty-two. But listen, this here, in my opinion, you might disagree, but if the Bengals pull this thing off with Joe Burrow being his second year in the NFL and come back from a torn ACL and win this game. And plus, if Jamar Chase is able to battle against Jalen Ramsey, because Jamar Chase has talked a lot throughout this week, but if they're able to do this, this is an upset. And this will be a, definitely a disappointing on the Rams side, because you spent all this money wasting all these trades on a team that couldn't go all the way. Because, I mean, listen, if, if the Rams lose this game, I mean, there's a chance that OBJ decides to come back and they try to, and they, and he tries to, because that, he might see it as his best opportunity to go win, but no question. nothing, but nothing's guaranteed. Again, Von Miller still have Robert Woods too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So He'll Robert Woods is going to be coming year. back too. So the, there's a chance that the Ram the Rams just say, yeah, we don't want to pay OBJ because there are some, there are reports, there are some conversations now that, that people think that OBJ could be paid a like a number one wide receiver again. Now, yeah. whether you agree with that or not, that that those are the conversations that are going on. So maybe LA just says, yeah, listen, we put a lot of money into the season. We don't know if we really want to be, be paying OBJ again, especially since we got Robert Woods on our books. So I do kind of agree. I agree with Justin here. I think it is kind of an all or nothing thing. And I think that the Rams are just going to try to, I mean, listen, the Bengals are extremely young. I think that at least for the next four or five years or so, they're going to be in it, whether, you know, it's going to be kind of a three headed monster, in my opinion, in the AFC with, with the chiefs bills and uh, with the chiefs bills and them. That's how I think it's going to end up. No question. And regarding with your point, you're right with the hold up, Odell Beckham Jr. situation because what I read a report yesterday with Odell, he will consider taking a little bit of a pay cut to stay with the Rams. He's, he thinks the Rams is basically like home at the same time, but we shall see yeah. boys. 100%. This game's going to be decided, I believe, on the in the trenches. So that offensive line going up against that uh, that defensive line, the defensive line being the Rams' defensive line and the, the offense being the Bengals, that's one of the great mismatches in Super Bowl history, and that is why I have the Rams winning that game. And I don't think any coaching or any offensive talent on either side can, you know, overshadow that because you have Leonard Floyd, Von Miller, and Aaron Donald attacking that weak offensive line that has allowed Joe Burrow to be sacked the most also, out of also, any quarterback it, this uh, this season. It and also allowed forget, him to get that torn ACL. Just remember that. It also allowed him to get that torn ACL against yep. a similar defensive yep. line in Washington. And this, and this is a, a more improved offensive line. I know he's still the most sacked quarterback this this year, but as uh, uh, CJ has told me a lot off camera, has talked to me about, we've talked about this, it is, a li- it is all pretty solid on the left side. Just the right from center to right, it's terrible. Exactly. They really don't have um, much there. And mm-hmm. on the interior, that's exactly where Aaron Donald is in the interior, and I, I think they're going to adva- take advantage of that. I, I do. 
Well, yeah, well, yeah, they wanted to shore up his left side because they didn't want to turn him into Joe Theismann. I mean, they already tore his ACL once, so they didn't want to see that happen again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically. All right, any other thoughts with, of, uh, on this game before we move on to the next topic? I, I, I'm ready to go. All right, Ooh. let's do this. So uh, all of our predictions, all set. So let's get into some fun stuff. So what is our favorite game foods? We'll get to that on the on the fan box. Don't go anywhere. You won't want to miss this. You are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast. All right. So here we are. We are at the we have reached the end of our show and that means we are on to the Fumble Rooski fan box. So we post a question box every Monday on our Instagram and you can respond with questions, hot takes and more and we will discuss it and give you a shout out on our podcast. Respond to next week's fan box question to be featured on our show. So the question of the week is tell us your favorite game food. So this will be a fun topic. So starting off, our first response was CJ, who said, uh, he said ribs. Ooh. What do you think of that? It's an interesting one. Oh, no. Oh, you can't just, wrong. Yeah, just let me explain real quick. Um, usually during the playoffs, um, whenever I'm at home and for, like, the playoffs, my dad usually, like, will make ribs. And it's good, you know, with some uh, nice dry rub on that. And, yeah, falls right off the bone. Good stuff. Mm. Oh yeah, I love ribs. Just I never thought saw it as like exclusively like a game, a game you know food. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear you, but still good though. All right, uh, moving on. Uh, Patrick Williver, who's a fan of both our podcast and Robert Shelley's, the OG of my podcast. He said buffalo chicken dip. Now I don't know about you, but but anything buffalo is amazing. No. Especially for game food. You just can't go wrong with that. Except, yeah, the, Bills. Adam's right. Except the Bills. Screw those guys. Yeah, screw those oh, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then that doesn't happen in the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, true. At least not wins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just four straight losses. How the hell do you screw up that many times? Wow. Buffalo. My God. That's <laughs> another thing my dad makes. The buffalo chicken and cheese dip. Man, that's so good. Mm-hmm. That's so rough about the Buffalo Bills. But you know what isn't rough is anything Buffalo flavored. That stuff is good. But anyways, moving on. Caroline Brown said Uh-oh. mac and cheese. Bro, low-key mac and cheese goes with anything. Yeah, yeah, 100%. You can't go, can't go wrong with mac and cheese. But as Super Bowl food, I'm not cooking up some mac and cheese on Super Bowl Sunday. I don't know. Well, you need something to eat that isn't, you know, junk food. So, I mean, mac That's and cheese. That's what Super Bowl is for. It's just get out the grill and get some junk food out there. That's it. Yeah, I, but no, I, you're not capping. I, I, I see, but Rob, I think you're taking it from the idea of of having of like literally just like sitting down on the couch to watch the Super Bowl with just a bowl of mac and cheese and just spoon feeding yourself with that. Yeah. I, 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 no, 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 but I, I don't. I see. No, no, actually, no, I'm not. I want to though. No, but when I'm think what I when I'm thinking of Caroline saying this though, I'm thinking of it being more like. You know, when you think of Thanksgiving dinner, you think of mashed potatoes, and it's a, and it's a, it's a side. It, it's kind of a side to the turkey and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could make the case that the mac and cheese is just kind of the mashed potatoes of this kind of an event. Like you could have it on the side with something, and it's a good compliment. Just yeah. compliment stuff. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, I, I still I, don't. I, I, I could see I could see it working like to compliment something, but no, I'm not just gonna sit down with a bowl of craft and just kind of just munch away. No, <laughs> for me, mine's just wings, some hot wings and some like you know shrimp and just dip it, man. Just some some simple stuff and just have some chips for like later on. Like that's a tradition like my mom, my dad have during the Super Bowl. Oh yeah. yeah. Just some, some, something simple, something simple, not like going all out, but like I, I love CJ's thing with the, with the um, what was it steak you said um, ribs, 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 yeah, I, yeah, I would definitely do that. I like, yeah. I actually, I, I love some steak tips for for like simple oh, game yeah. for oh, simple oh, game yeah. for three hours. Steak, mm-hmm. steak tips always go hard. Oh yeah, yeah. steak tip, anything barbecue, right wings, pizza is fine. Yeah, pizza. Any good. junk food, but yeah. Robert, you mentioned that that's what the Super Bowl is for. You're gonna hate this next answer. Adam, uh, I, I just gotta tell you it? though, I, knowing knowing like Adam, knowing your house when I, when it's come to when it's come to game days, I've been at your house during game days. I mean, yep. you, you 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 pull out all the stops on game days. It's kind of absurd. He, we well, when Adam, this was um, I go all out. Adam, when was the, it? Oh, was the Bucks Saints game of last year in the yep. playoffs? We were all supposed to go to B Dubs, of course. It was the day that I got back up to Massachusetts to go back to school. I hit a deer on my way to B-Dubs, busted my headlight. We get to B-Dubs. B-Dubs is full. Hour and a half wait. So we just go back to Adam's house, and all he can give us is pizza. And a dog <laughs> yeah. that, you know, is pizza very – Pizza and a 12-pack of course. Yeah. And we called it a day. All right. <laughs> you're gonna, you guys are going to – Robert, you're going to hate this next answer if you like junk – if you only like junk food on Super Bowl. Sarah Finnamore said salad. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, you're whoever said salad. You're doing football wrong. Oh, I think, do you live in California? I think someone, <laughs> I I think someone hurt her. Yeah. I, uh, she lives in Franklin, uh, Massachusetts. I, I I'm aware. Sarah, Sarah, blink twice if you're if you're okay. Yeah, I mean I get it. Everyone needs to eat healthy, right? I get that whole thing, but it's kind of like one of those things. It's Christmas. It's Thanksgiving. And it's Super Bowl Sunday where you're able to just sit down the entire day, turn on the TV, and eat, like, anything you want, as much as you want. All right? Anything that is a vegetable, be damned on Super Bowl Sunday. The only thing vegetable-related should be you on Super Bowl Sunday. You should be the vegetable on Super Bowl Sunday. And, I mean, (laughs) I love me some salads. I I eat salads probably three, four times a week, right? Get some crispy chicken on there. That's some good salad. Right. You need some salad dressing too. I feel Honey like you mustard. can't just eat straight up vegetables. Oh, on some croutons, Honey. you got yourself a meal. Croutons, a little bit of bacon bits, but not Super Bowl Sunday. Hell no. Nah. I love hard boiled eggs in it too, like cho- some chopped up eggs. Yes. Yeah. No. Let me let me say my Super Bowl. Yes. Um, my Super Bowl snack will always be. This is more family tradition than anything. My family always does just some tortilla chips and a three, uh, three layer dip of salsa, sour cream, and cheese. Very simple, respectable. It it does. All right, so let's finish up these responses though, and then we can get on to our favorites. But uh, so Tyson Tate said it's always been a tradition in his in my family, but mini hot dogs and meatballs and cheese dip. Yes, I I, I feel that sounds good. I feel the meatballs. I I asked him. I asked him about this if they were like combined. If he like chip. If he like dips the hot dogs and meatballs. In the the cheese dip, he said it's all separate, so it's like three mm-hmm. different things. No, but what you got to do is you got to take the mini hot dogs, you got to wrap them in the crescent rolls. Oh my god, that's where it's at. Y'all gotta trust me on that one. Belly, that used to be a Shelly family like dinner at least once a week. 
mini some, hot dogs wrapped in crescent rolls. Get a little cheese in there. It's some pretty solid stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, anyways, uh, up next is uh, so Tyson Tate again, and he put in poutine. I think I think that's a, his. It's P O U T I N E. So I had to yeah, Google this Canadian. one. It's you didn't uh, know what poutine. I didn't know what it was, but it's fries with gravy on top and cheese mm -hmm. curds on it. Yeah. I don't know about you, but that sounds pretty damn good. Uh, look, I have had it. It is good. I've been to Canada. That's I, I, I was about to say, is. it's a Canadian favorite. It's so, yeah. You know, Adam, they eat it while they're watching hockey and drinking their maple syrup. It's it's really good. Trust me. I, I would recommend it. Adam, well, this Canadian's actually, watching the Super Bowl. I'm surprised you. I'm surprised you actually didn't know what poutine at what was Adam since uh since one of our friends Pat Edwards is a giant lover of it. He never mentioned it to me. Ah, uh, well, he, he loves cheese curds at least, so there's that. Well, well, he is a, he is so a Packers unhealthy. fan, cheesehead, Wisconsin with that Wisconsin cheese. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers is the goat <laughs> for another like two months till he gets traded, but you know. Yep, bound and to happen. He anyway. might even retire. To be honest, we never no. you never know. But he if he. he if Aaron Rodgers retires, that that that, that this Hall of Fame class for twenty twenty seven will be absurd. Oh, like, oh my like honestly, like it. Here's the thing, though. It'll it'll just be like it, it's it's gonna be like oh yeah, Brady the greatest of all time, Rodgers amazing, you know, obviously great quarterback, four time MVP, and then Ben Roethlisberger is just gonna be in the back, just being like, hey guys, how we doing? Eli Manning is gonna be in there too because he's not gonna be a first ballot. Oh shoot, yeah, it's just gonna be a no, wild. Drew Brees will be first ballot. Yeah, Drew Brees will probably be first ballot. I'm, I'm just like, if Aaron Rodgers retires, the 2027 Hall of Fame class might be the most stacked of all time. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's crazy. You mentioned Eli Manning. It's crazy how, you know, his entire Hall of Fame case rests on the fact that he he beat the greatest of all time he won, twice he won in the biggest games. game of the year. Because mm -hmm. he was the only one to do it besides Nick Foles, but like in a spectacular yes. That's my passion. And that's just a genuine fact. In my opinion, he would have had three, but no. you know who, who ended that legacy? It was Randall Cobb and the Packers in that Walker game. And that's the day that the Giants no. not died, but like was over the franchise. All right. The Giants died when they took the picture on the boat. Okay. Let's yeah. just, yeah. Yeah. That was, it, was, yeah. it was over before that game even started, buddy. Yeah. Trust you, anything you know. to say about the boat? The Giants know, have never. I, I find it incredible the that the Giants have never had a winning record since that picture was taken. It's a beautiful thing. They're not going. Yeah, 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 Odell was the problem. Yeah, yeah. Odell. And one, one other thing to add on to that with Eli Manning, I believe outside of that once those two seasons where they won the Super Bowl, I don't think he's won a playoff game outside of those two two Super Bowl runs. So it's either been he goes all the way. Or it, comple it completely ruined this man. It completely ruined him. <laughs> nah, nah, he ruined us. <laughs> he ruined us. <laughs> wow. But with, but with Manning, people forget he, he was a wild. He was in a wild card situation two times. He was able to make it out. But in my eyes, you may see him as a um he not first bout, but in my eyes, I he's first bout. But in my opinion, race of all time goes to Brady. No question. I'm not mm -hmm. going to be sound like those scrutiny fans. But oh, you know. But you know. All right, guys. Right, be just before we end the show, how about we go around the table and talk about our? So, so now we can finally talk about our favorite Super Bowl foods. Just we can go quickly, maybe a, a brief explanation. Go. Shrimp with hot wings, because like I said before, I just like a tradition with my mom, and my dad, and I. It's special to us, but yeah. I am a big Doritos and wings fan. 
Buffalo wings are the – I mean, both of those, oh, my God. Those are essentials for me. CJ? This is kind of a cop-out because I already said ribs, but uh, y'all have not been to my dad's house for a football game. He goes all out. We, you know, we got assorted meats and cheeses, some fruit, some chips, some, like, chicken, maybe some meatballs. It's good stuff. Just you got to go to my dad's house for a game. That's chef's kiss. Good stuff. Robert? Um, chips with the three cheese dip. And Adam, if Sarah is with you for the Super Bowl and she tries to go for a salad, throw it out the window. Okay. Tell her that's from Robert, 2,000 miles away in Denver, Colorado. Okay. I'll I'll hand her some wings. Give her a taste of America. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. Cost of wrap us up. Uh, I mean, I'm going to kind of go with CJ and just say, you know, obviously those classic foods are always, are always a big hit. Uh, you know, I, I remember one Super Bowl. I had a I had a bet with myself that you know, I, like about a, about the size of a cereal bowl. I remember I like I was I was like like I was like eleven, and I filled I filled it like completely with ice cream. And my my goal was to finish it before the end of the Super Bowl halftime show. That was my goal. Did you do it? <laughs> yes. Nice. Oh boy! Wow! I don't even think uh, I could do that low key. Oh yeah, no, that 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 was it was tough, but it was fun. All right, Robert and Brian. You guys want to close out your shows before Absolutely. give give a little bit of a a little bit of an outro for you guys, and then I'll I'll close out the show. Yeah, sure, Robert. You want to go All ahead? Right. Yeah. So Short thank you guys as always for listening to this beautiful voice. You know I appreciate it. My guys Adam and Mister Costiff will be on tomorrow Sunday, well Super Bowl Sunday, but more importantly the Lord's Day. They will be on with me on my show. So make sure you come over and check that out tomorrow if you enjoyed whatever kind of slight information these guys have given you. <laughs> all right. All right and all right, guys, thank you so much for watching down for watching this down to the wire fumble Ruski and pesky poll podcast special. Uh, it's been a blast to have all these guys on uh, and to be on with these guys in general. It has been a ton of fun. Uh, obviously uh, today's actually a very special day for myself as well. In terms of podcasting today is actually the two year anniversary of down to the wire uh, been going for two years strong we started everything one year well two years ago in the coffler center right here on bryant university's campus with uh my two co-hosts at the time carter adams and tyler tucker unfortunately tyler couldn't make it on the show today and uh my other co-host tyler stringfellow also had a commitment uh issue so he wasn't able to make it in but obviously is there's been so much that we've been able to do over these past two years whether it be athlete interviews or just casual sports talk I'm so grateful for everything, and I'm so grateful to have been able to break down from prop bets to favorite Super Bowl foods across this show. Uh, It's been an amazing time, and we will see you guys next time.